If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 97. Sunset here with Cinderella. Good Hello. morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are morning. you? Morning. Good Definitely afternoon. Definitely morning today. <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Shannon? What, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say we had this great conversation about this a year ago, but we're approaching that time with time zones. Uh, yes. and we, I remember you almost throwing something at the screen in anger at me when we had this uh, discussion about time zones. Nothing, what was the discussion? how is it it works? So we switch to summertime we go, next yeah. weekend, I think it is. Yes. And that will not affect you somehow. Okay, let me explain. Everybody knows how regular time zones work, okay? And when I was explaining this the first time around, the, pers- the people I was getting mad at was partially you, but also chat because they were actually calling me stupid when in fact, they were the ones that were stupid. I just want to let the chat know that they were the ones that were stupid because Arizona is weird. Now, okay, so this is what happens. Half the year, I am on Pacific Standard Time. The other half of the year, I'm on Mountain Standard Time. So we actually switch time zones, but in effect, our time itself does not change. Does that make sense? I never have to reset yes. my clock. So... That's really nice quality of life for me, by the way. And I think they're getting rid of daylight savings at some point, is my guess, in the next few years. The only annoying thing is adjusting to what you guys, because everybody else changes time. So I have to adjust to what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the only confusing part. But yeah, it's nice not having to change time zones. It's great. Anyway, uh, let, let's go over our, our very good patron in Bruges here, people. We appreciate you. Despite what looks like Cinderin's disgust, we we are very happy to what? have you. Why do I look disgusted? You tell me. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you disgust me, uh, in Bruce Tier patrons. That's right. Stop being disgusting. Well, actually, some of the names are kind of disgusting. This so, one, yeah. the first one, is disgusting. So, uh, thank you to a vegan cultist here to beat Sunsfan with a carrot. Need something to do while eating Totino's pizza rolls? Why not pick up a copy of Terra Arcanum Dragon Knight on Amazon? These are getting more uh, more unique. I like it. Uh, Telcontar underscore Prime. This episode is sponsored by Gabe Newell's OnlyFans page, if only. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog is my favorite hat. New game, pretend sinner's an actor and are... And you are talking about his films, but always incorrectly. Example, Sinran Blue as Sling Blade. Which, again, he doesn't understand that reference. He never will. Chakar, thank you. Yeah. Boyko Ustavko Mutro, the Megapope. Eat goody goody gumdrops and watch T.I. T.I. in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Suns fan Pudge Omegalol. 
Nate Thicko zero one Hamscroats misses Fellowship of the Ping and thinks they should come back as Return of the Ping. <laughs> bacon, no, not that bacon, the other bacon, and using rear naked choke on Matumba Man while asking my gay fireman friend to squeeze his balls. This episode, by the way, is not sponsored, thank God. No, can I just say, whoever this person is that comes up with these every week, (laughs) I don't know how you come up with this. I don't know if I should be concerned or impressed or both. (laughs) Like, how... All right, lick. I'm enjoying Shark it. TM, the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, eating Chosnick makes you happy and healthy. Underscore man, spreading COVID nineteen at an alarming rate by attending the weekly Ben Alliance meetings. Man, you really need to change that name. There's still only two of you. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Done Talk, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, Peter. Did you know horse eyes are a core ingredient in Vaseline, Nibling, and Ronnie Kiel? What the you know, Peter, these facts started as interesting, and now they're just becoming disturbing. Uh, like the next step is like how human flesh tastes. Please don't. No, he jump only onto does horse side, facts, okay? and I think I think he's earning our trust. And then he's just gonna drop one that's completely wrong, and we're just gonna. <laughs> that's just gonna actually. Eat it, you know? Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. I think that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for your uh, for your inbruched here. Patronism. What's that called? patronization we'll call it patronization that sounds you, nice you were right the first time but yeah go ahead um what what did i say the first thank time? you for patronizing us everybody we appreciate patronage it. isn't that what it's called yeah patronage, patronage. it's called patronage yeah. there was the word all right thanks for your patronage and of course everybody else who is also a patron but isn't in the embruged here uh thanks everybody for chipping in every month to the show uh if you want to be a patron as well there's some some minor perks to different categories that you can do. You can check it out at patreon.com slash we say things. And if I remember, one of the perks uh, is to look at our outline for the week, which I think for episode 100, I will probably just leave it open so that everybody can see what you're missing out on, our amazing text that we have. Okay, let's get started. So first things first, Sindran, NBA news. I know, I know. Oh, yes. So. Oh, yes. This is what I get up for in the morning. The NBA trade deadline is approaching. There's actually no real juicy news yet, but I'm expecting by next week there will be something juicy, so I'm just giving you a heads up. The trade deadline means that we teams can't trade past a certain time, so it's basically for the year. Uh, but we got a cool suggestion from a guy named Cyprus, not to be compu- confused with Cyprus, who said this would make the NBA segment even more interesting is... I give you a basic basketball or NBA question, and you tell me the answer to the best of your ability. What do you think? Okay, I'm ready. So, again, I don't know how basic, I don't know how completely ignorant you are to the game of basketball, but let's start very easy. We're just going to do one. If it's too easy, I might go on a different one, but for now, it's just going to be one. Okay. Do you know what traveling is, and if so... Be specific about what it is. So I think I think what traveling is is after you dribble, you're allowed to take one extra step with the ball in hand or something before you throw it. Not bad. Is, it's not is correct. It two steps. It's two. Three steps. Two steps. Okay. Two steps. 
And technically, in the NBA at least, I don't know how other games are called, you're actually kind of allowed two and a half steps. So a half step is like if you're if you step like as you dribble, it kind of like if you see it, you know what it means. It's like two and a half yeah, steps. Yeah, I can imagine like a half step is where you're like you begin moving your foot and then you never put it on the ground ever again until you've thrown the ball. So you're like in the air, like um, no, that's not right. Like you imagine like how a horse walks when it does trot, where like horses again. Two of the legs are in the air and two are on the ground. You do that with one foot. Okay, thanks, Cinderin. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that okay. So that's our interesting basketball fact for the the week. Traveling, very basic. We'll move on to more advanced stuff uh, that I will not tell you now, so you don't look it up. So you look smart. You will not look smart in this series, no matter what. Okay. I can make it as yeah. hard as I want. Okay. Uh, other news this week, I hosted the Artifact Foundry International, which was a draft tournament. Somebody actually made the tournament brackets and everything in Liquipedia, which <laughs> I found hilarious. That's awesome. Thank you, whoever did that. Uh, thank you for the raid, by the way, Cinderin. We appreciate your You're support. Uh, Pero Pero ended up beating Underscore in the finals, two to one. This was, of course, a draft it's underscore tournament. underscore man, or is it someone else? I yeah, I, I made sure of this. It is not the same person. Okay, they just happen to have the same name, uh, which is literal one character on the keyboard. Uh, there's also a person in the tournament named Equals Four, which was very annoying to type in my Excel document. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, but yeah, the tournament was uh, it was enjoyable for me at least. Uh, I had Pronto, my friend, help me cast along with some of the players once they were eliminated. Um, and yeah, hopefully the viewers liked it. So just wanted to say that I did that. And then last thing before we get on with the actual news, Cinderin, I don't know if you know about this. There's this meme going around, especially on Reddit right now. I know about this one. I know it's, exactly what it is. It's a Juggernaut meme where Juggernaut is just put into basically every other hero. Uh, like we've seen Wisp, we've seen all that. And I have to give a special shout out because I know he has he's not screaming this from the hills, but Neil started this. Neil from Dota Cinema. Bless his heart. This Wait, is gonna which go one down. Did he, do? he did Jug Copter and it was on a Fails of the Week episode. And then people started <laughs> posting juggernaut related memes after that. Oh Neil. <laughs> so Neil, congratulations. This is probably the best thing you've ever done in your career. I saw him post Jio on the subreddit. Oh, is that him too? Wait, he is it all Gio, Neil? Yeah. Is it all him? <laughs> no, I was checking. I was like, wait, okay. has Neil made more than one? So I checked the one before Jio, and that was not him. But he might have just made one account per post. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be like very that. Neil to do. Okay, perfect. Okay, Good job, let's Neil. get started with uh, this week's news. Uh, the first couple are kind of related. Well, I guess they're directly related. But yep. I will read this tweet from Mr. Jack Chen, a.k.a. Korean Barbecue. We regretfully announce that MSS has tested positive for COVID. Excuse me, that's not part of the post. And will be unable to make it to Singapore. His symptoms have been mild so far and he's doing well. We're trying to secure a sub who can get processed in time to travel to the major. I've heard rumors that it's Milan, but I don't think anything's officially been uh, discussed. And I guess we can just talk about the next one since it's similar. Yep. Uh, Navi. Also losing two players to COVID, uh, both Always Want to Fly and Iceberg. Their replacements have been announced, and it's Ramses and Mag. So not too shabby replacements, I have to say. What are your thoughts on this entire situation, Cinderman? Uh, I honestly, like, just 
Apart from the fact that it obviously just fucking sucks. The timing and everything is just terrible, right? So I feel sorry for the players that don't get to go. Um, apart from that, if you want to look at it from like a tournament chance perspective, I think this hits Navi a bit harder than you might think. Because in my mind, I think a really big part of this team's strategizing and success comes from Always Wanna Fly. Um, him not being there is a pretty big deal. They still have their coach, of course, who's going to stand in and play, which is Mag. Um, but I also, I'm, I don't know if they've decided this yet, but this uh, core player combination, V2 and Ramses in general, first of all, it sounds like Mag will probably be playing support, and he's an offlane player. And then you have V2 in general and Ramses as your tri-core, where V2 will probably play carry. So they might put general, mid, and Ramses offlane, or vice versa. Uh, so I don't think Ramses would be playing carry, which I personally think is his best role. Um, but above all else, I think the strategy part is going to suck. So I think a lot of people were excited to see Navi kind of being back, you know? Navi have been playing really well. Mm. Got a second place in ESL where they lost to Liquid. Um, and it's like a household name, you know, that a lot of people want to cheer for. So it kind of sucks that they are stifled here. Um, it would be a huge surprise for me if they do better then how many teams are there at the majors at 16 i believe it should be oh there's wild cards as well so i'm not sure if that adds any yeah, extra I, I don't remember exactly I, I would be very surprised if they get further than top six um and i think if they had their original team they could have made it further i'll actually also be surprised if they make it out of top eight um yeah i i think it's a shame like, in but. general if you're adding two or one person it's going to disrupt things more than it helps i think in most cases yeah for sure. There's always that like um, wild card factor, but I, I would be surprised if either team gets top eight now. Yeah, again, or not again, but also for Quincy, right? It obviously, they lose MSS, which sucks. It's only one player, so that's obviously less so extreme I will say than losing two. MSS but. was usually their MVP, like legit in most of the games. So MSS is very, very good. It's a uh, pretty huge hit, I think. They they're definitely going to be weaker as well, even if they find a really great stand-in because the team dynamic is just going to be different. Um, so yeah, that's that one also also very much sucks. Um, I've also heard that you are to, not able to uh, use players from Division 1, even if they didn't qualify. Well, obviously, they wouldn't have qualified, but uh, okay. I don't know if I that, don't know about this. I, this I, it's not like I have a source on This is... What I've heard, I don't know if it's actually true, which is a bit weird, uh, because then you're forced to go to Division Two or people that just haven't played. Like Sumail didn't play at all, so technically he's available. But like for Quincy mm -hmm. Crew, that's position four. That's, and if you want Sumail, right. he would have to like somebody else would have to move position four probably. You know? Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely some really good players out there, but it's super short notice. You're not gonna be able to practice that much, so. There's one more here that we haven't written in the outline. I'm not sure if it's because it's not confirmed, but, um, or it is confirmed that, did we talk about this last week? That Nightfall is sick from Virtus Pro? No. Uh, supposedly sick and recovering, but not with COVID. So there is a possibility that he could go, but I don't know if he's gone, right? They would have traveled already, I believe. So is, is that the... epileptic or is that the other one? Yes. Okay. That's him. <laughs> There's Nightfall um, and what's the other name Kings, they changed? Kingslayer is Ilias. Kingslayer, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I don't know for sure yet if he is going or has gone or whatever. Um, mm. Nightfall, but that is a really big hit to VP as well. I think he's a very integral part of their team. So like, 
those are the three teams that I remember hearing about having uh, either confirmed people not going or potential people not going. I don't know if there's more, uh, but obviously it really is a shame that they don't get to go at full strength. And that puts other teams in a relatively better position as well. Uh, worth keeping in mind is that VP is one of the only teams in the Western scene recently that have given Secret true trouble um, and Secret for many people going into the tournament as favorites uh, might be even bigger favorites if Nightfall doesn't get to go. So, Yeah, that's a good point. So pretty shitty, obviously, uh, but yeah. it is kind of what it is and it's not like uh, there's much that can be done at all. Uh, even if you recover from it fast enough, it's you're just not going to be allowed in the country, which is totally understandable. Yeah. So, yep, very bad news for Navi and Quincy crew, and more bad news for OG fans. Well, potentially depending on your perspective, but OG has. Apparently... Oh wait, there's one more. Sorry, I just found this. Sorry, yes. it was a bit late. Uh, there's one more team that is missing a player. I actually remember hearing about this one too. Was it Neon? Uh, it is Natsumi um, from, let me just find the team here. There it is. Yeah, from Neon. Natsumi isn't going. And Is that COVID related? or? I think it was. Uh-oh. Um, it, it doesn't say here. It just says that this is listing like all the players that are unable to attend. I think it was that as well for Natsumi. Uh, and they have a stand in, in Rappi. So that is Neon, which is a full Filipino team. Um. Yeah. So, so what three are, teams? Maybe from four. I don't know how it is in your region, but in the U.S., uh, it's starting to become easier to get shots now. Like, I believe that I will be able to get my shots soon. Um, I'm not sure if that's obviously that's just the U.S. How is it in Denmark yeah. right now? Can't speak for other countries, but um. Well, I am. I think I am in the group that gets at the absolute last. Um, and I am expected to get mine in July. I think. July? I think it was July 20th is the ballpark right now for my vaccine. Wow. Um, so the logical way that they're doing it is that obviously first of first is the, the health workers, right? That we've talked about healthcare workers and people that are at much higher risk with like autoimmune diseases and stuff. Um, they get it first and then it's Kind of like you think of at the age scale and then you squeeze it toward the middle and the middle is last, right? And I am 31. So you start at like the high end with like 90 plus, then 85, 80, 75, 70. And then you start getting in the younger people as well because they're also a bigger risk group than 30s, right? Uh, and the people in their 20s are considered a higher risk group than the people in their 30s because of lifestyle, right? What? Um, so okay, that's the first I, I I've think heard it's about something. That. I think it's something about li a lifestyle argument, like twenty-year-olds being more irresponsible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call. It, All right, but, that sounds a little uh, weird. Uh, okay. Uh, but from what I from what I understood, from what I gathered, I mean, it's pretty close. I think the difference what? between 20, 25, 30 year olds getting the vaccine, they're all getting it toward the end anyway. I just think thirties are getting it. The why are you last, guys so slow? The U.S. has like 300 million people or whatever it is, a crazy amount. I'm guessing they put a shit ton of money in it, but I feel like Denmark is, yeah. isn't it a wealthy country? Yeah, I like I th some things have been delayed. Um, one of the vaccines that we bought was the AstraZeneca one, which had some, uh, had some bad reputation for potentially causing blood clots. 
supposedly that's been Yikes. pretty much debunked or even fully, but Denmark's still careful with that one. I think some other deliveries are a little bit delayed, uh, and then there's the whole rollout infrastructure. I, I don't know enough about it in exact detail. I just know when we're roughly supposed to be done and when I'm getting mine. And it's about July. How so. many people live in Denmark? Six million, I think. Six? Roughly. Six. That's it? Holy God. 5.8 so in the, 2019. The U.S. So is like its, its own continent. Jesus. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My that's God. That's stupid. That's insane how many people What's a have? state with six million people? That's uh, Denmark. I, yeah. There's a bunch of states with <laughs> six million people. Okay. That's interesting. Well, anyway, hope everybody gets their vaccine soon. Um, yeah. I thought I was like one of the last ones, but okay. So I think I think the US, the US has really picked up on speed. After I think failing the US horribly. will be one of the first countries to be done, actually. Well, that is surprising. I guess money gets you somewhere in life. At least that's what I would assume is happening right now. True shocker. Okay, so next thing on the agenda, as we kind of talked about, uh, mid one has been dropped from OG. Let's just, I'll just read their post. Sometimes, even when you gave it your all, an adjustment is still needed. Mid-1's talent and mischievous energy brought immense amounts of joy to everyone around him. We all thank him immensely. They, did they use immense twice? They did, for everything he did, did for us. I noticed it too. They did not proofread this one. He was an immense help to us, but they dropped him. So, that is a position one available now. Is Anna coming back? <laughs> is he finally returning cinder has that year and a half break has that done him just as is he back to old form is he getting that itch for ti again or is this just a change they needed what if anna made covid last year so he knew May, yeah tweet at anna and ask him guys and then now it's time I don't, uh, I don't know what OG are going to do, obviously. Uh, they haven't announced anything. A lot of fans are cheering for Ana, of course. Uh, I think OG themselves want it if they can get it. I personally don't think it's going to happen this time. I don't have any reason to think that except speculation. Um, but I think he's done with it. But if he isn't, then it's going to be Ana. If it's not Ana, we can talk about other options, right? So what options do OG have? They want to carry. Bring and... Sumail back. He'll play carry this time. is an exceptional player, but it didn't work with him on carry. So I think if you take the same route with Sumail, you're going to get a similar outcome where you take a mid-superstar, you put him on carry, and it doesn't work in your team dynamic. Right. So I think they need a carry player. I mean, we haven't and even talked about is, the other opportunity. Do they have? Some teams are probably looking for a potential mid, and mid one is a god mid. Right. He one will find a team. I'm not worried for mid one. I'm sure But you're worried for OG team. finding a carry, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried for anyone really in this situation. It sucks that it didn't work out, uh, but mid one is still a great player. We'll find a team and OG will find a carry. I'm just looking at what options they have that are really appealing. They tried ILTW, which they had as a stand in. And I think they even had him officially for a short while too. Uh, and that was not a click. So chat's bringing up Ramsey's. Ramsey's is a possibility. Um, I think a lot of it, it's less to do about, this is just my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know if they actually think that. I think it's less to do about ability and more about team dynamic and ego and whether that will meld 
within the culture of OG because they have a very like they have something very specific that they cater to, right? They know what yeah. they want. They know how to win, how they want to win. Like Soxa, that's why like he is such a good person for that team. You know, he just fits every play style. I feel like very easy to He's meld the mold everything around. Best replacement to Jerks they could possibly get, I think. Um, for a couple of reasons: play style, hero pool, personality. Uh, it's important in the teams that there's a good dynamic with, like, the amount of space someone takes on. And I'm not talking about farming game, but just like space as a person. How how vocal you are, how important it is that things are this and that way. And my read on Sox is that he is relatively low space, similar to Jarek's. Um, they just really fucking good and they do their thing, but. They also aren't the boss, um, and that's good. So um, I think on the carry position, the thing that OG really needs on carry, I think they need someone really stable and someone really, yeah, I guess stable is the best word. And mid one is more of a, he's more of like a flashy player, you know? Um, mm. I think he always has been. He does some some incredible plays he's a little bit more creative he's a little bit more high risk in some situations than other players are that play very very much more safe um and i think the reason that's the right fit for og is that they have tops and mid so you have literally all the crazy your team can have in one position <laughs> <laughs> so you probably want probably the carry to point. be more stable yeah. right? um and i i just think like theoretically mid one is not the perfect fit because first of all he's a mid player and secondly he's like the way i see him as a player uh, he is the the team will be have a bit too much of that, and what Anna always was was super stable, right? Like that's the one thing that carry player really was. Anna was very, very stable. Yeah. Um. So, I think Ramsey's might not be a bad shout. I don't know about team dynamic, like you said. That's the best player I can think of right now. Mm -hmm. Um. But we'll see what plans OG have. Maybe it's going to be Anna. Then it's a no brainer, right? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. And for Ramsey's, again, I don't know him very well. I'm a huge fan, like, of his play. I have not heard good things, like, personality-wise, like, meshing with teams. Mm -hmm. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Uh, but I think, not to blanket statement here, but I think so far it's kind of come true. When you have these really young talents coming in that kind of immediately have success, they end up kind of being douche nozzles let's be real uh, well it's an unfortunate anna side effect yeah anna is that's quit. okay <laughs> that's a good point i mean he he got broken he broke himself with each ti <laughs> no okay that's a good point anna's a i think it's anomaly. easy to have like selection bias i think there's a lot of young players that got good really fast that have a good reputation too you know why what teams. i said is not that risky because i think most people are douche nozzles anyway so it's probably yeah. correct regardless uh. of what position i choose right like you're a douche nozzle, so then let's be real. Okay. Okay. So moving on, uh, we have an announcement from a new organization called the Dota Valkyries. I'm going to read their message real quick. We are incredibly excited to publicly launch Dota Valkyries for the first time. This organization has the goal to support women in the Dota scene, from pro level to the most casual player. We hope to inspire women and girls from outside the scene to join our community and to play Dota for perhaps the first time. We hope to one day help to elevate a woman all the way into the TI main stage as a player. We already have plans laid out to take our first step forwards on this journey, and we can't wait to show you. So cool. I guess it, very cool. Uh, they have a lot of cards stacked against them, that's for sure. 
because of the toxic yep. nature of Dota players in general. And I, I think, so this is my perspective, right? First of all, this is obviously good. Uh, I hope it all works out. Like when I go play, again, think of it this way. I have been cut out from all of the games for like 10 years when I started doing Dota. Over the last year, I started, I've been starting to play Valorant, as you know, as the mm -hmm. listeners know. And I, even though it has some toxic, you know, there's some toxicity for sure. I'm not saying it's toxic free, but it is more inviting to women by far. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. And yep. I think that says more about Dota than it does anything else, right? So probably, you gotta unfortunately. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I mean I think this is uh this is great. I like initiatives like this obviously. Like, you know, you want we want better representation and more than anything, I think just one of the things that you see a lot and read a lot about on Reddit is when you have women tell their stories about how they get treated in game. Um hopefully initiatives like this like first of all can kind of change the the narrative slowly this is not something you change overnight that suddenly oh okay everybody who's being an asshole just realized it now and they're gonna fix it but this kind of gives women a place to play with others where it's not garbage uh and that's already in itself got to be pretty motivating that there's someone to talk to someone to play with where you don't get abused in the game um i can't believe i have to say that but i do so um yeah that's, that's how dota is and a lot of the arguments that I see against it, like when I see people say it, people are like, yeah, but, you know, men also get abused in the game. We also get called whatever or whatnot. But the difference is we don't get abused on the back of our sex or gender. You get abused for in a generic manner. <laughs> you know? Right. They call, the thing, me, they call me if stupid. Only, if only women just got flamed in the same way as men did, then you could say it was a level playing field, but they don't. <laughs> It's not the same thing. So you can't of, just use that argument and just blanket statement. Hey, everyone gets flamed. Get over yourselves. You know. Like, I think it's in not, all the years that I played Dota, here. nobody has said, "I hate you because you have a penis." I can't stand your penis. I don't think that's ever happened before. So I mean, that happens to me quite frequently, but that's not because. Of, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a great time to bring that up. Okay, so yeah, uh, we. Look forward to see what they'll be able to do in the future. If you guys want to follow them or support them, or if you're a woman and you want to join their, I, I guess you can join them in some capacity in terms of their community. You can follow their Twitter at Dota Valkyries. All right. So next thing on Believe, the list. Just to, sorry. Yes. This originates in Valorant, right? There's a Valkyries in Valorant. Correct? I don't. Never, I don't know. I, I thought the name Valkyries was kind of a play on Valorant, and then it's the women in Valorant that are the Valkyries, uh, and now they've just about... made a Dota division. Is that correct? Or... No, well, I, Nikki is a part of the one in Valorant, and it's called Galarants. So, oh, so it's two separate. Like that is not they're two separate communities. Okay, I mean, there no, could I, be. I, I had an Valkyries impression that this was Valorant. also a Valorant. Thing. I, okay, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I guess. Uh, but anyway. Uh, okay, so today or yesterday, technically. So they're called Galerants, right? The Dota 2 tutorial that Slacks, me, and a bunch of modders have been working on for the past few weeks, and the community has funded via Indiegogo, has been released as a. I don't. What do you want to call it? It it's been an early release technically, but now it's I guess an official beta. We'll call it that, and obviously we want to 
polish things up in the next few days before the Netflix show comes out. And a bunch of personalities such as Cinderin make an appearance. Did you? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. guessing you did not open the game and look, but I gave you the best line in the game. I just want you to know that I picked you for the best line. It's concerning Which one haste was rune. It? It's the haste rune line. The haste rune is the best line. Yes. It's the only one I laughed. Did you at. edit it or is it raw footage? It's raw footage. Oh, damn. Nice and raw for you, Cinderin. Uh, so yeah, you guys can check that out on the Dota 2 Arcade. Just search for Dota 2 Tutorial. Um, it I have Again, I'm just going to say this, even though I said this in the past episodes, the modders have done way... I mean, not, I wasn't expecting it to be garbage by any means, but we're talking about like three weeks, four weeks, something like that. They have not only finished everything, they polished it to a high degree. It is way better than I thought it would end up being in my head. Uh at the end, it's kind of cool. We give kind of a pay homage to all the content creators out there where each person has like an NPC unit and you click on it and they talk and they have like a blurb where they show all the links for stuff that you can find for more uh, you know, educational content or their streams or whatever the case may be. So really cool the way that they ended up uh, putting that together. And I personally did... Uh, so one of the Indiegogo perks... <laughs> was voice lines, okay? So yeah. you pay a certain amount and you get your voice in the game and we're thinking, how exactly are we gonna implement this? So we ended up uh, having a few spots in the script where there are just general lines where the community members have sent us, right? So like a pain line, They're, they say ow, or a cheering line, yay, something like that. And we just randomize it because obviously there's too many to use in one tutorial. So it's just mm-hmm. randomized. I'm not going to lie, the the community voice lines that were sent in were so fucking good. I was laughing so hard editing these things. So well done to anybody that did that. They were god tier. Uh, One of which they could literally probably be a voice actor. Uh, So so overall, the tutorial is, I think, is really good. We're just going to be polishing up some bugs and probably not going to be able to change anything major, but very cool stuff. And this brings me to my next conversation which I was hoping to have something to show on stream today, but it's a little bit delayed because of uh, things. But Buka, this was originally be part of the Dota 2 tutorial project, but Buka and I decided that we'll just branch out and do our own thing because in theory, we can expand it to a lot more than we originally planned. So I want your thoughts on this because I haven't brought this up to you at all. So... In like a day or so, I'm going to start beta testing this. So the first version, it's going to be a Twitch extension, okay? And I cannot believe this was not done yet, by the way. I literally cannot believe it. A Twitch extension where all the viewer has to do or the streamer has to do is enable it on their stream. And you go into, like you're watching the stream and you see the hero portraits at the top, right? The 10 heroes. Yeah. You can highlight them and it'll show the spells for that hero. Um. Like, it'll show all the info about every spell, about the Aghanim Scepter, about the Shard, about the talents. So for newer people coming in, they can see that. Like, the the question I get the most, even from regular viewers, is what is it? Like, I'm playing it here and I get a Shard. Like, what does a Shard do? Well, now you can check. So that's going to be the first version. And then eventually, we're going to start implementing stuff to, because this is way harder to do, is to see what items are on your hero currently. Because you have to... Right. Like take a picture almost. 
Anyway, I don't mm-hmm. want to get too technical because there's like a bunch of different ways we can do it, and some are expensive, some are not. But eventually, items, and then we want like a shop to show up so people, if they want, they could look at any item in the game so they can just answer their own questions all in one place. Is that something you would use on your stream? Because I feel like this is a really good thing for, especially yeah. with newer players coming in. It's like a no-brainer for me. I think it's great. Um, my only concern with something like this is that eventually it makes um, it makes streamers and casters unnecessary because people can just find everything themselves and don't need any guidance because everyone is smart and will read it and will they will know we're just bullshitting all the time. So bit worried about that one. Yeah, great. Apart from that, it's, it's going to put us all out of a job. Perfect. That's exactly yeah, what I had in mind. The, yeah. As usual, technology just removes jobs, right? Am I right? <laughs> yes. Um, 100%. Yeah. No, this is, this is super job. good. I think... I'm wondering, like you said, why this hasn't been done. I think there's been something minor in this direction that was done for some tournament. There's been some extensions, so, but I don't remember exactly what it was they the, showed, but not this... Right, the tournaments them. So, so let me just explain this as a very basic. I think it's been concept. tournament brackets and stuff that there's been so extensions some for, tournaments not... have done it, and that's because they have access to the actual lobby, right? So they're able to feed themselves the live information on what's going on. For us, we can't mm-hmm. do that. Obviously, these are just pub games, so it's all about literally recognizing the heroes that are on the screen at the top, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, there was a couple of streamers that Buka went to, BSJ being one. I think he's fixed it, where he's like, this program's actually not working on a stream because his dota is slightly off center like part of, like there's like two pixels that are actually off the screen and bsj and he's asking why does bsj do that and bsj's like oh i had no idea that was off center my bad so he just fixed it so um it will be free to use uh i mean in the future maybe we have more advanced stuff where we can have i don't think we're ever going to charge for anything but we'll have like a tip jar or something like that but uh, for the you know for the most part this it's just is- all free Anything that makes newer players viewing experience, or even intermediate or experienced players, there will be stuff that you don't know where it's nice, oh, just check the item or check the information or check the spells, mana costs, cooldowns, whatever it is, um, is good. It's like it's more readily available information. I'm obviously fully joking about the job thing. It's not going to do anything to that. Like, I'm just being funny, Shannon. You know me. I'm really funny. You're, God, you're so funny. Um, Holy shit. Um, I'm trying to think what the biggest benefit is here. Obviously, the number one is new players, right? Being able to acquire information. Um, I guess it puts... Damn, it puts casters on the more pressure, Shannon. They can check what we say immediately and be like, Nope, Mr. Streamer or Mr. Caster, this is <laughs> well, not how this works. The reason I said that I was shocked <laughs> they haven't done it yet is because I, I, don't, I don't watch Hearthstone anymore, but mm. literally... Five years ago, when I was watching some Hearthstone, they had this. You could just yeah. highlight cards, and you just see everything. It's great. And I don't understand why nobody's done it, so we're doing it now. Um, Maybe it's been intimidating in Dota because of the insane complexity and the amount of just raw amount of things you have to do. Like In a game like Hearthstone, you'd literally just fetch the card image, right? And then mm-hmm. people can... Because the problem is when there's a card in the game that on the on the streaming UI, you can't always see the full text on the cards and all of their numbers. So it's literally just you show this card and then you see the card. But in Dota, it's like, I don't know how to compare to Hearthstone. Let's say there's like 200 cards or whatever in the season or 300. In Dota, there's how many spells, how many heroes, how many items? Several extra hundreds on top that are more complex with more dynamics. 
Um, so maybe that's why some, but nobody has done it. Is that it's just seemed too extensive. Um, I mean, it's been and, a bit of work for, I mean, it's mostly him doing it. It was just my idea, yeah. but it's not like it's a unique idea by any means, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think recurring players, like people that come at, back after a big patch, like, again, like I said, a lot of people still don't know what all the shards and ags do, and I can't even blame them. There's so much information, right? So yeah, there's thousands of unique things. So, so we'll see how that project goes. Hopefully it's not mm -hmm. a disaster, but it's going to be fun to test it out at the very least. Hopefully people are excited to use it. Uh, I think there's potential for us to, like, again, Buka can explain all the specifics, so I'm not going to pretend to know every detail on, like, the way to do this, but I know there is a an option if streamers want to show, like, their items, I think, like, in real time, then you need to put, like, a physical file on your computer, which, you know, I'm some, ready people, for the back. some people don't want to do that. So we'll, <laughs> if that's a thing, then we can make it optional. It's not going to be required by any means, but... Uh, all right yeah so okay next Ooh. thing on the list the anime dota dragon blood whatever the hell it's called is coming yep. out on thursday cinderin i assume it's going to be midnight is that's usually how netflix has it and they typically midnight always us have, probably mm -hmm. I, don't quote me i'm just saying netflix in general it, I don't even right. know if it's Eastern or Pacific, but generally they post all the episodes at midnight of that day or technically whatever in the morning. So will you watch it day one? How are you, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be, I heard there's an initiative to get like watch parties. I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Same. I think we're just going to watch it on our own at home at our pace. I'm not going to watch the whole show in one day. You probably will because of what you do. Yep. Um, 100%. But I reckon we'll watch it. Well, I reckon we'll have it watched before the next podcast episode. You How reckon? many episodes is it? Is it's it probably eight? eight? Yeah. And they're like 20 minutes each? Probably 20, 30 minutes. So let's say four Yeah, we'll hours. probably watch a couple of episodes every day until we watched it. That's my guess. Okay. I. All right. I'm not going to judge you, although that's already been long past. How do you not just... It's four hours. It's like a Lord of the Rings extended version. Yeah. It's like I, a long movie. How do you not just we, watch it in one day? Well, when we watch shows together, we watch for like one to two hours usually. That's just what we do. I don't know. We don't See, sit down and watch shows for four Nikki, hours straight. Nikki With is Game that Thrones, way as well. We also well. watched one to two episodes at a time. All right. Is anybody else out there like me? Because Nikki is also like you. She watch, Unless she's like, like for this one, she will be okay sitting through it because she knows I will not wait for her. I watch entire She's seasons of shows not because she wants to. all at once. Like it, it's a, always a thing with me. And I think it runs in the family because my mom does the same thing. She'll, like, she goes to bed at like 9 p.m., but if she's into a show, she'll be up till 5 a.m. watching this freaking show. So, yeah. See someone in chat saying I'm the minority. I don't think so, actually. I'm pretty convinced the majority of people will not watch the whole show in one sitting. I think most people will chop it up because well, that's what fits most people's schedules, right? You'll I agree. Watch an hour here, an hour there. And then but most people also don't the dedicate their lives to Dota. I think of the people that dedicate their lives from a monetary standpoint, like you and I do, mm -hmm. I think most of them will watch it in one day. I think you will be in the minority. I'm not even sure about that, to be honest. I don't know. You will be in the minority. I think some people, honestly, I also think, like, just from, uh, from the standpoint of, you know, not just this show, but shows in general. I think to a lot of people, it's appealing to spread it out so you have, like, entertainment for multiple days so, instead of for one day. 
I understand that aspect, but then you have to take in con- into consideration spoiler effect. Somebody's going to spoil the show immediately. I will not be logging on to Twitch, even though I will be the first one to finish, unless somebody's watching on like 1.5 times speed. I'm still not checking Somebody's Twitter. Watch on 2x speed so they can spoil first. They're going to spoil. They're going to be the first spoiler. Somebody is going to watch the last episode first and they're going to spoil it or they're going to do it by accident and then tweet about why did this happen? Like it's happening. All right. Yeah, so do you think there's going to be a patch with it or a new hero potentially? Do you think there's going to be anything special? Um, what are you expecting to happen? I'm expecting nothing until the major's over. But then I am expecting something. When is the major? I don't, what date? I exactly? think the major starts on the 27th. So if they suddenly drop a patch with a new hero two days before the major, that could just break stuff. Why would that, that would break be, stuff, though? Oh, you know, sometimes when they introduce a new patch, like some mechanics can... Coding is always very interesting, right? We've had patches in the past where suddenly some spells or some interactions just break for whatever reason. Um hard to explain without really understanding or knowing the code, right? I just know that when patches are introduced, sometimes things are just bugged. For so you're not expecting anything? Hot fixed. Nothing. If they drop it, they have to drop it on the 25th. They just have to. And they have to drop it early so they have time to fix the bugs going into the major. I just feel like it's an unnecessary risk. And then you... I see the appeal in dropping it because, oh, there's new players watching. They really want to get into Dota and then you drop something new for them. But at the same time... Those new people you draw in aren't going to appreciate the new content because they already have enough, in quotation marks, new co- new content, right? Because the whole game right. is new for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for all the returning fans or everyone else, hopefully they appreciate that there's a major going on and then um, the the content patch would get dropped after that major. That's my guess. Um, so yeah, yeah I... they could technically drop a patch today or tomorrow. It doesn't have to drop with the show, right? It could drop right, right. before it. Uh, then they have time to fix stuff before the major so as well. So I agree with the mentality that it's already going to be hype enough that the show is coming out. They don't really need anything with it necessarily, mm. especially because the new people, like you said, are not even familiar with the game. So it's not like a new hero's. Re- I mean, a new hero, if anything, is going to overwhelm them, right? I've been going back and forth, though, because I know it's Valve time. I'm still waiting on that artifact mm. patch that they said was coming mid to late January. And it's January like 89th right now. But they said quarter one of this year, a new hero would come out. Quarter one ends oh, yeah. a week from now, basically. That's true. I mean, Do they care about that? I don't know either. Well, we did have this conversation some episodes ago when they announced the whole thing, right? Where we were talking about it's a missed opportunity if you don't make some sort of event in connection with it so that people that get drawn into the game and are curious to play it have something cool to play. But I don't think that is dependent on a new hero. But since they haven't put that in either, it, we, I have no idea. Like I once again think an event mode of some sort that uh, caters to new players would be an obvious choice here. Um, but if you don't put that in pre-show and you then put that in as part of the patch after the major is over, a lot of the people that get drawn in from watching the show day one, they won't experience it, right? If the game doesn't click or resonate with them, they're not randomly going to come back for a second time April 5th. I have a prediction. So, I have a very bold um, prediction. Mm-hmm. There will be no new game mode. There will be no new hero for this anime. Okay. The one thing they will come out with because they it's know the a new bunch of player experience. No, no, God, no. They, well, if they want to fuck us, maybe. But Hats. if they, 
when they come in, these new players, they have nothing that's really in their face to purchase. What is the thing we've been waiting for? Well, I haven't really been waiting for it personally. The Spectre Arcana will come out with this anime. Could even be You today. are a new player playing Dota for the first time. Spectre is a fine Do you care? I think you see something flashy, like, oh, there's cosmetics in this game. People seem to be very excited about this generic hero that if they don't give her a mount or something, it's going to be dog shit. That's what I'm saying right now because it's the worst hero to make cosmetics for. If there's a mount, it's good though. Okay, give her a horse. Give her a cat. Give her a goat. Anything. Maybe the Spectre Arcana is the absence of content. We're living the Spectre Arcana right now. It's like a ghost town. Okay. I like that analogy. My life feels like that in a nutshell as well. So. My life is Spectre Arcana right now. <laughs> Spectre Arcana. Thank you, community. For voting in Spectre Arcana. I can't wait for a generic black and purple freaking shadow figure with no mount. God, what a fucking waste. Wait, who got second? Was it Void? Did he get second again? Uh, I think so, yeah. Right. I don't remember, though. See, that it's one could be good. Time. We get another new Chronosphere, like something crazy. That sound, that, see, that has potential. You give Faceless Void a face, change his name to Faceful Void. Like, See, that's a good one. But we're wait, not when did the Arcana vote finish? TI. The TI that didn't happen. The Battle Pass. When August. did the last one get released? The last one was... The last with... TI Arcana. When did that come out? Uh, who won the previous year? That's true. It... Was that the Ogre one? Or was that two years ago? It, yeah, maybe it was Ogre. I don't remember when that came out, though. It wasn't this right, I'm long, seeing though. someone say December. December. Okay. So we're, so we're four, four months, months behind two. schedule on that one. Yeah. Depending on if you think that's when it should be out. But, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I agree that you're not going to... Like, if you come out with a patch, even if it's a new hero, I think that's potential still. I disagree with the mm -hmm. whole, it's going to break the major type thing. There's definitely not going to be any changes that would affect the major, though. Because new heroes... It's yeah, not you could just put anyway. in the new hero and nothing else, right? Um, well, you can put in Hoodwink. That would be awesome. A last-minute addition to CM, Hoodwink, with Ags and Shard. Mix it up for the Major. I know a lot of players would hate that. I think that would be so good for the Spectator, though. I am fully in on that idea. Hmm. I don't know. Hoodwink isn't even that broken right now. So exactly. Maybe it would be okay. But if the Shard or Scepter are really good, then yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've... Like, my favorite thing for them to do would be to patch something today or tomorrow, which is appealing to those new people that will want to try the game after watching the show. And it's completely fine if it doesn't include a new hero or a patch to the game itself, but just something for them. I think that would be the biggest thing okay. they could do and the most important thing. Second, and then the new hero and patch could be after the major. That's second fine. major prediction, because Valve what likes to fuck us. This is why we're changing the schedule. It will be a big patch today after this podcast has already released they're gonna wait for the minute hmm. they're gonna wake up in the morning and flip the switch yep easy peasy okay Sounds next good. thing on the list as we finish up this episode sony has acquired evo cinderin evo is that good news the fighting game tournament what do you think that's kind of weird honestly but that's kind of cool at the same time they could fuck it up but it's Sony, 
they don't really fuck up that much. It's not like we're talking about Blizzard here. Woo! Like if Blizzard took this over, he might as well just sign a death certificate right now, right? So correct me if I'm wrong, but damn, I need to drink something quickly. As Cinderin takes a nice juicy drink mm. out of his, uh, what do you call that thing again? A stein. Jesus. Stein. Yeah. <coughs> okay, there we go. Now I'm clear. Um, Get it out. Okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Evo have usually have games on like multiple consoles and like all sorts of different fighting games? Well, but most of these games, if not all, are typically playable on PlayStation, right? Okay. It says here next online event coincidentally will only include PlayStation games. I mean. If Sony buys this, the other consoles will not be represented, right? That's just obvious. I just, would be very surprised. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to... I don't really know enough about Evo here. I just... I'm trying to remember, like, which games... There were some... There's some Nintendo games, right? So Smash has made an appearance. I don't know if it's every yeah. time. Uh, I think I Smash be... has almost always been there. I would be shocked if it's ever again. Yeah. So from that yeah. respect, it's not good news, I guess, for some people. But I think at the same time, if you're a ma- even if it's like if it's a major corporation buying this tournament, I don't think you want Smash anyway because of the history of Smash lately, right? I think you stay away from that no matter what at this point. Nintendo were probably like, yes, guys, please buy Evo. We don't want our game anywhere. We don't want people to compete in our eSport. Fuck that. I mean, okay, if you're Sony, do you even want? Like, there's no way you let other companies participate, right? No. Other consoles. Like, I mean, it wouldn't it, make any Evo sense. is now going to be Sony only, obviously. Like, it's just bad yeah. for business for them to, to promote other games, right? Like, why would they do that? So right. it's going to be PlayStation only titles from now on. And the reason I asked, is this good? Is because I genuinely don't know. I don't know how much it hurts the number of games and, like, the fan base of that event. Uh, but at the same time, having a big flagship company behind might make it bigger and better just without said games. So, yeah, could be could be something amazing. Could be a great like maybe this is going to be a big promotional event for PlayStation even. So uh, I think the there's there's two ways to look at it. Number one, the people that were in charge of Evo, I'm sure they made a shit ton of money on this. So congratulations mm. to them. Uh, the second thing, this could help, like you said, because Sony has a lot more sway. There's going to be more eyes on it. But at the same time, you're losing that community feel probably because this feels like it's been this homegrown event that slowly built itself over, I don't know how long it's been now, many years. And yeah. it's just become giant now, which is really cool considering where they started from. So you kind of lose that aspect of it, which is unfortunate. And it all depends on how much Sony wants to take over in terms of, like we don't know the specifics about day-to-day type deal like if sony is just implementing a bunch of huge restrictions that will hamper the event in some way like there's no way to know this stuff right now so it could definitely have a positive or negative effect or a hybrid which is more than likely the case so i mean what if that happened and i guess dota is owned by valve is there any like what's what is the turn there's no like tournament just for mobas is what other tournaments are there that's just like one play style of genre is that a thing? RTS doesn't have anything. Is Evo just like super unique in that aspect? Just all bunch of different fighting games. They change every year based on what's coming out. Just based on what's I think popular. it's pretty unique, yeah. Yeah, that's it's really cool. 
Okay, last topic before we get on to Patreon mailbag. I just found this article hilarious. I'll just read the headline. <laughs> Young female Twitter star turns out to be 50-year-old man using deep things. <laughs> so there's this uh, 50-year-old Asian guy. Where's he from? Uh, he was on a Japanese TV show, so let's just assume he's Japanese here. He had started a Twitter where he was doing like car repairs and like car improvements and he was trying to build up an audience and he got no traction. Then one day he started using deep fake to make him look like an attractive woman and lo and behold, <laughs> his views and his likes increased, Cinderin. And he's finally admitted- I can't believe it. He's finally admitted that this is the case and he's, ever since he's admitted it, he's even increased his likes and everything past that. So the reason I bring this up is what do you think about deep fakes in general? Like, do you think it's oh. going to be a problem going forward? Because this is a kind of a hot topic where, like, in theory, you could have, I don't, again, I'm not going to pretend to know the details of this, but you could, we've had videos of, like, Barack Obama saying stuff mm -hmm. that looks pretty legit, and with a few more years, it's going to look 100% accurate. Like, could this cause major issues in the future? What are your, yes, what are your thoughts? Yes, I'm uh everything's going to be fake news in a few years when that gets solidified, I guess. I'm a little bit worried about the path that this could go down where major things happening in the world or decisions or even small things like small decisions people make or whatever are just going to be made based on something that looks so eerily close to life that you think it is real. Mm. And it's already hard enough for people it seems right now to like do fact checks and get their, you know, the news is already biased in different ways, depending on where you, where you watch it and what you're looking for, you know, like all of this, all of these things that have happened with, you know, different forums on the internet, you know, you're able to find the information that you want to see that you are looking for. You add this whole thing on top of it where people can, this can be used really maliciously, right? Like, of course. That's obviously the dystopian outlook here is that deep fakes are going to mislead people down a road so they make bad decisions against their own interest um, on a smaller scale. On a big political scale, you know, if you want to go really dark with it, it could start wars. <laughs> somebody. Will deep fakes be the end of the world? Will it be the beginning of the end? Hopefully, people in positions of power will recognize and be smart enough to, you know, handle it in a good way where you. You know, you do a lot of background I mean, you, checking and everything. Think, uh, it's just... <laughs> do you think North oh. Korea is going to do their research on a video they get from Joe Biden saying, fuck you, bro. I don't, I don't We're bombing you know, tomorrow. Man. Watch out. I don't know. It's... Um, damn, I would like to see a video of Biden doing that, though. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's too much energy. we got to make it... we got to tone it down to make it more realistic. <laughs> uh so yeah i i don't know this this whole thing is it's just it's fascinating it's fascinating and it's funny too like it also has good uses right yeah for sure as with a lot of these things where you can edit things in uh with technology it can also have really good uses it can be funny it can be great entertainment but in comparison to like let's what should we compare this to let's say like face filters or image editing or whatever that you have on like instagram or just general photoshopping and stuff this, there's a different level to this where when you see a picture or some sort of edited image, 
it's just a t to me there's like a very big difference between that and a deep fake because the image you will always know okay this is one frame there's a lot of images inherently can always be misrepresenting right like you can take a picture of somebody moving their hand and that frame that you just got they randomly just had their middle finger out so now you can generate the narrative that they were saying fuck you to the camera when in reality they were just moving their hand right mm. so like some sort of inherent like you're always going to be able to question images relatively easily because you know it's just one frame out of an entire sequence of whatever happened in that in that scene or in that moment but with a deep fake that connection just isn't there anymore this literally looks like something just played out and I think separating reality from, you know, the edited version is a lot harder with this when it gets really good. Um, it's only so that's the concern I have. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if that was a good explanation. I guess you get it. I get it, Cinder, and I always get it. And if I don't, you I always just pretend get to you get, get it so that we can move on to the next subject, which is the Patreon mailbag. Nice. Uh, we have a question from the Nibling himself. What is oh. the closest thing to real magic? So for me, deep fakes. <laughs> deep fakes is up there. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can go kind of basic electronics for me. Just things that you're ignorant of how they work. I guess more specifically, like computers. To me, that's mm. I. I took a class twice actually, called digital design, where you go over like you learn binary system, which that's kind of fun actually, and hexadecimal and shit like that, and then you start learning about circuits and it's just beyond my comprehension of course part of it is because i'm really fucking lazy I, I got a d in that class and then i retook it when i tried to go for my master's originally and then you got e and then i just dropped out of school because i hated that class literally from that one class alone <laughs> but then i went on to be a Honcaster and then dota caster so it all worked out i didn't need my master's after all and uh, it's all I, thanks to that course thank you digital design you're the worst but yeah, I, I would say computers, it's it's crazy, man. Computers, internet, the whole thing. That's magic. What do you got? I guess the closest thing for, I don't know if this is like, the closest thing to me when I think about it is like something like the expansion of the universe, right? That's just- So the universe is magic. It really, like sometimes when you think about it and you see pictures and you, like just the whole concept of what's happening with the universe is pretty magical in a way. I think so that's probably going to be my answer like just so what you're looking out is, into the universe that is the closest thing we have to something that looks like magic like it's not real you know that's true we, our understanding of it is like so basic in nature yes that's the other thing right we we it feels like we know so little about it that that that's actually i don't know if you heard of this trend this is a kind of a sidetrack but there was a time at least, I don't know if it was a trend or like how big a thing this is, but there were uh, high, like physicists with very high education that were very much into like exploring the universe or whatever. And they just, they couldn't find the answers. So many who weren't religious became religious. Actually, <laughs> they were like, this is, they just couldn't find mm a logical explanation because it seemed so unbelievable that there had to be something bigger behind it. And when I say religious, I'm not saying like, you know, whatever they believed in, whether it's intelligent design or uh, that there's some sort of, yeah, some sort of entity that created this because it seems almost 
unfathomable that this could not be created in some way by someone, right? Because mm-hmm. like all of the things we know, all of the things we understand, like even if you believe in the whole Big Bang theory and everything, which a lot of people obviously do, right? It's the best model we have. Well, what started that then? Right. right? What was the it's beginning like, of the beginning? How can of you the start from nothing? It's yeah. that's what seems like magic, right? Is that all of this incredible stuff, including ourselves, comes out of nothing? That's just that's weird, right? Yeah, it's incredible. So, and it you start incredible. thinking about it more, and you get lost, and you give up, which is why <laughs> a lot of people just want to. Well, okay, not going to go down that road. Um, but yeah, it's it is a fast. I, I'm very interested in the subject because it's it's just so mind blowing, like the fact that we went to Mars and like we're barely scratching the surface of space exploration and all that stuff. We've done basically nothing, actually, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Okay, last question comes from. Lucky Bert, he has one for me and one for you, Thinderin. Uh, as a longtime basketball fan myself, but also being European, I would like to know who you would rank as the top five European players. Would also love to hear your thoughts about them. So I'll, I just wrote these down because the first ones I could think of. Uh, I actually wrote down six because the first one is more of a special mention. A guy named was his Drazen Petrovic from Croatia. He died during his NBA career, which had started out really promising. He was supposed to be like the best European player of all time, but I figured I would mention him because he probably would have been in this top five. Uh, I think at number five, I would have Luka Doncic already. Even though he's very young, I think he's literally already top five. He's from Slovenia. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis from Lithuania. He came to the NBA. He was extremely old and decrepit. He could barely move, but his career was amazing still. His son is actually in the NBA right now, and he's an all-star. Uh, Nikola Jokic, who's currently in the NBA uh, from Serbia. That guy is a beast. Giannis, you know Giannis, Cinder, and Giannis Anatokounmpo oh. from Greece, the Greek freak, easily <clears throat> I know number fog. two. Probably going to be the best of all time. But number one, I think, has to be Dirk Nowitzki uh, from Germany. So that is my top five. I think they're... They're all very good in their own right. I think the one thing, other than Giannis, these every single one of these players could shoot really well. And Giannis is just like, kind of breaks the mold of what a European player is supposed to be in the eyes of NBA scouts because he is not a good shooter, but he does everything else like really well. So mm. huge Giannis fan. And then your question, Cinderin, is, you know, you can take it. Yeah, so it says, as far as I know, your girlfriend is not Danish. That is correct. In which language are you both communicating? And did you learn each other's languages? And if so, how difficult is it? So we speak together in English. She's German. So when we communicate, that's our easily strongest shared language is is English. Um, I learned German in school in both elementary school and in high school. So I speak German. I wouldn't say I speak it fluently. She claims I do. I don't think so. Uh, But I do think I speak it decently. I can have a conversation. I can understand people. Uh, But if it goes really fast, if it's very technical, my vocabulary isn't big enough. And she has started learning Danish since living in Denmark as well. Um, Her Danish is not as good as my German, but she can also have conversations. So when we use Danish or German with each other, it's mainly for fun, like... Sometimes Danish a little bit for practice for her sake, German like mainly for fun. So 
yeah, mixing mixing languages can be like a fun little thing to do once in a while. Uh, but ninety nine percent of what we speak is in English. But you named and your I think dog Danish. Yeah, we named our dog in a Danish way, and one of his commands is in Danish, and one of his commands is in German, actually, and all oh, the other ones are in English. Um, cool. But he or I think this is a pretty common thing with uh, relationships between two people that are from different countries is that a lot of the times the shared language will be English because it's just on average, it's the one that most people will have some sort of proficiency in, right? If the other languages are too far from each other. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll ask a lot of people and this will be how it is for them. I think it's pretty rare that people in their 20s or whatever get together and then one person learns the other person's language so much that it takes over what they spoke in the beginning. I think that would be pretty rare. I'm jealous, not going to lie. I wish I could speak another language. I can only speak a little Farsi. Oh, yeah, that was a part of the question, right? Did you learn each other's language? Oh, yeah, it was only those. Yeah, okay. Got to cover. Cool stuff. Thank you, Sindarin. Uh I do want... I was seeing in chat a lot of people asking where Tony Parker was on my top five. Uh... First He's of the all, skater, he, right? No, he was on the San Antonio Tony Parker? Spurs. Isn't he which, the guy with all the skating games? No. Wait, what? Oh. Tony Hawk? Tony Parker. Okay, so Tony Parker was on the San Antonio Spurs, and I hate them. And he also cheated on Eva Longoria, who's really hot. So not deserving of a top five, in my opinion. Okay, so with that, Cinderin, uh, we will bid everybody adieu. We should... Shall be back Did you next actually week? know it's called a skating park? It was named after Tony Parker. He got that famous that they started calling them skating parks. Okay, so if you want to learn more about useless information that's actually incorrect... There's also sure the basketball player who had a bird named after him. It's Tony Hawk. Okay. They named a bird after that guy because he was that good at jumping. It's like he was flying on the court. You know, I blame Peter Niebling for this. He keeps giving us trivia over and over. And it makes Cinder and thinks he's smart and he just spews out garbage. Uh, have fun with the anime coming out on Thursday, guys. We hope you yep, like enjoy it. Enjoy it for four hours straight. I'll watch it over. I'll watch it before episode 100, Shannon. Okay. Don't spoil it for Cinderin. All right. Until next time, Suns fan Cinderin signing out. Goodbye, friends. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.